0: life's a mitch g'day guys welcome back to another episode of life's a mitch podcast so last week spoke to sam hayward the uh emmy award-winning sound engineer composer and all things good guy uh met him through the Tool nation group and this week got another member of the Tool nation group so my next guest and i um met up at magic round and got on the beers and had a good time and uh he's a content creator a podcaster a YouTube extraordinaire and all things good guy, and an absolute Canberra Raiders tragic. I'd like to introduce Mr. Mike Stevenson. How are you going today, mate?
1: Mate, I'm I'm good. Uh, you know, wrapping up our season on the Green Machine podcast in either this week or next week. Probably got a got a bit of a surprise for people. It's uh, I know you got you've got a bit of a delay in your release date, so that'll all have happened by uh, the time by the time this goes up but yeah yeah a lot going a lot a lot going on in the podcast world and end of uh footy season
0: yeah so for those who are aware you know i'm a rugby league fan as well i'm a Cronulla sharks tragic and tragic as it was our team's finished on the same points and uh we had a stephen bradbury happened the gold coast titans yeah. leapfrogged both of us and as a result we're here on a mad monday and i'll uh, we'll be having a few beers in you know, to try and get over my, my, drown my sorrows later. Um, but I was just wondering, you know, in the podcast world, you know, and Mike himself as a guy, as a person. So, what we might do is talk about the genesis of your pod and all of your YouTube channel and your other creations. But first, who is Mike Stevenson? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and that creative outlet? Where did that all stem from? And yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, mate, I'm, I've been a, creative person as long as i remember to be honest i uh back in like back in school i i, I learned music growing up and, and spent a lot of time playing music with our uh, mates and writing songs kind of destined to go nowhere but we had a blast playing them back when we were teenagers uh he'd, he'd bash on the drums i'd literally. I guess bash on the guitar is a really good term for it because I I don't know how much the playing was going on, but there was definitely a lot of, a lot of bashing by uh, two blokes very heavily influenced by grunge music in the nineties. So I started there uh, out in Western Sydney, started with music and uh, you know, as I got older, did a a stack more music played in a, a bunch of different bands. And then I'm not sure exactly what year it was, but these, these things, these things called podcasts came along and I started listening to uh, the This Week in League podcast, which I think is, I'd, I'd actually be really interested to find out what other podcasts I was listening to back then. I don't think any of the others have lasted the test of time, but it's been about 10 years listening to that podcast and wanted to do my own and, actually played with a few different ones. I had, a, um, had one called Mike versus Sam, which was like a pop culture one where my, my nephew and I used to just kind of talk a bit of smack against each other. Um, then I did uh, another one called Rocket Radio, which was, you know, interviewing local bands and trying to give them a little bit of extra height. And then I started the Green Machine podcast and that's the first one that really took off. Pretty easy when you jump on a bandwagon of a team that's already got a bunch of followers, and there was no other Raiders podcast going when we started. Now there's like four, but um, yeah, so we started that back in 2016, and and that's that that's probably been my most successful one to this point. And then I started another kind of YouTube podcast. It's not a, it's more video based than audio based, where I kind of do something a little bit similar to this. I just find people that I find a bit interesting, either friends of mine that I already know or people. It's even better when you don't know someone completely and you can just delve into their life in a podcast and let them tell their story. So that's the, the Project One podcast. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, that's me in a nutshell creatively, a lot of music and then a lot of talking to people about, uh, about footy and anything else that interests me.
0: Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about you know your music influences and a little bit more about the Green Machine and Project One. But a question I like to ask many people is, what was cast your mind back to young Mike? You know, as far back as you can remember, what's the first thing you were ever a fan of? TV show, band, uh, music, book, whatever it might be.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, I, I I think the youngest thing I can probably knock off a few, um, like cartoon properties like used to love transformers and gi joe and all that kind of stuff as a kid you know the stuff the toys but i think the first you know music influence believe it or not was actually michael jackson i used to get like i'd get embarrassed as a kid because i'd be watching mj dance videos and i'd uh, i'd been busted dancing and trying to rock out a few uh, mj dance videos along the way and uh, someone had come in the door and I'd be like, no, I wasn't doing anything. And uh, I'll be honest, it's really funny that I was trying to dance because it's probably one thing that I have absolutely no success in doing as an adult. I am terrible at dancing, but little Mikey wanted to be a dancer.
0: Nothing wrong with that. You've been hit by a smooth criminal. criminal. Oh, he was an absolute, very, very talented, absolutely one of the greatest entertainers of all time absolutely MJ, i um uh it's a shame he didn't live longer than he he did unfortunately but you know that's cool yeah um,
1: yeah a lot of obviously a lot of controversy around um michael jackson um and look i but one thing you can't deny without going into all that is his his music and his entertainment speaks for itself like yeah. um i don't know if you've heard there's a couple of um couple of clips so i've noticed a couple of them on tiktok where they pull out all the backing music and they just have the singer a singer doing it and i've seen a couple with michael Jackson. and man they are phenomenal just had that real unique voice and that real unique style that no one's ever really been able to come close to like even for pop music it didn't sound like generic pop music you know just amazing stuff
0: well you know he was I think every generation has their one or two amazing performers. You've got your Elvises, you've got your Michael Jackson's, your Lady Gaga's, your Prince's, you know, someone who is just larger than life and is just, you know, a legions of fans and they almost become a religion, you know, but, and, you know, I, I, I love MJ's music to this day, you know, um, oh, I mean, I could name 10 songs the top of my head, heal the world, you know, um, Billy Jean, you know, uh, heaps of his music just to this day on regular rotation on my phone. So it's fantastic. So, all right. So we, we fast forward, you know, to you're in your, I, I assume your 10 years and you started playing a band. So who were the, you said you gravitated to grungy rock. So who were some of your influences like Smashing Pumpkins or, uh, the, or Grinspoon or who was someone that you are into in the 90s?
1: Let me let me let me get you how i got there first because right. i'll tell you when i was in like year seven year eight like what's that 12 13 years old i was the biggest teeny bopper you'll you'll ever you'll ever meet like the influences that i enjoyed then like it's it's a little bit embarrassing to say to be honest so i'm pro i'll leave it alone we can come back if we want but i turned about 14 or 15 and i um I, I used to listen, like I, I grew up in a Christian background, which is really funny because I'm like so far away from that these days. It's not funny, but there was a band called um, DC talk and they started like they used to do, they were the, they used to be hip hop, you know, they, they called the, their, their little tagline was rap, rock and soul. I think where they tried to inf- put all three of those things together and, um, And I, I, like, I loved it. And then they came out with this album called Jesus Freak that was completely, it was much, a much grungier type album. Then it's like they, in one, in one album, they went from like, uh, like, I don't want to say piss take musicians because their music, their music was for a time and it was real. It was very poppy, but they went from that into this completely different swing. They just completely changed their format and, and that was the album that started me. And um, then after that, that was like the gateway. And after that was Metallica, then Nirvana, then actually even before that, there was another gateway. I, I used to love um, uh, presidents of the United States of America, um, like peaches and shit like that. Like all that mm-hmm. kind of all. Yeah, exactly. Of millions mm-hmm. of peaches, peaches mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> and, uh, but love that album. But then, there was kind of like that real kind of mellowy, uh, rock stuff. And then I went into like, same to your Nirvana, your Metallica. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? Grinspoon in the early days. I loved early, early days, Grinspoon, Silverchair. Um, yeah, who else? I, like I liked, I wasn't, I have I've actually grown to like bands like Smashing Pumpkins and stuff a little bit more as I've gotten a bit older. Um, but yeah, I, Rage Against the Machine, all these, oh, you know, all these bands from that day. I just think, like, I, I always wonder if we lived in, like, a golden age of rock music or if now that I'm just older, I just don't care that much about new music. But when I when I hear that teenagers are still listening to some of that music I was brought up on in the 90s, I go, yeah, well, that's got some last ability.
0: Do you think it's more like when you're a teenager you're you know you're a little bit more confused you're a little bit more influential and you're always looking well, i don't know about you but i quite often look for vilification you know it's like so where do i belong you know am i a rocker do i enjoy i know theater or whatever it might be i mean i met phil Jamison when i was just out of school i won a competition uh they were touring their black rabbit album i think it was and um uh, touring on the Central Coast and the local radio station let me meet, meet him and Pat, the guitarist of Grinspoon. And that was cool. And you know, he's a I don't know if he was on something, but he's just a an absolute random dude talking about Smiggle. And then they're whipped into this acoustic set and like, okay, well, I don't know what happened to Smiggle since then. But like, you know, you you resonate with bands. Like I had a like an emo phase, you know, in my chemical romances and uh, you know, bands of that genre too, but these days I couldn't be further from an email. I mean, for starters, I can't even grow hair, so you know. <laughs> you <should. laughs> but it's it's interesting when you look at teenage Mike or teenage Mitch, and you fast forward however many years. It's like, well, it's it's interesting, but it's part of the story that makes you into the adult that you are today, and that's what I love delving into. I love hearing people's like journeys, and uh, so that's that's cool, man. And every band you. You named absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of look, all these people too.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. A lot of them kind of yeah, almost you're almost you mould your personality, who you are, it kind of comes with the music that you like. And you know, I was probably a a real happy go lucky, if not a bit of an eccentric kid, and therefore I think I liked a lot of pop music at that stage. Do you know what I mean? Also, I, I'll be honest, even in, even as a young, very young teenager i liked girls man like the girls were listening to this stuff so what's a good way to get in with the girls find something that you've got in common with them you know that was that that was an honest a strategy to life at the at the time and then you get to this point where you're like screw it they can like me and what i'm into or i don't care you know what <laughs> i mean you get to that teenage attitude where you're like nah you, you can come to me now you can like I've, I've chased you enough although you still chase anyway but that's a that's a whole other battle but um yeah so what's funny is I still love all that music man all that angry music and I might have been an angry young man at that stage and growing up in the western suburbs there you know there's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of tension between you know a lot of the lads and you'd have big groups at each other at times and um so there was a lot of anger in both me and some of my mates were always getting into some dramas, getting into fights and just nothing too wild, but you know, stuff young, young, young men do. But (laughs) even, even, you know, 25 years later, like I've just turned 40 and I love all that music still. I'm a much more mellow dude now. And I also like a, a much wider range of music now too, but like that you put on, you put on that early, Early Nirvana stuff, and I am just in. Like, I will just vibe out to that, and just you know, it's amazing. It's still amazing music to this day. No, no matter how much I've changed as a person, I still feel like I can relate to that, even if it does take me back to my younger man days.
0: Yeah, I it's. I have a tradition. Um, so every time my best mate Brooks and I go to the pub, uh, the local pub still. I, I don't know about now obviously with COVID it's closed or well, when we come back will the pool table still be there but we used to always go and sink schooners at my hotel and the first song we play on we play on it was Plateau by Nirvana so triangle goes down we set up Plateau goes on and I get my ass kicked every time still <laughs> I'm one for a tradition I can't play pool very well but I can Mate, sink schooners it, all right
1: what you can say though is you can say that you're losing on purpose now because it's tradition so <laughs> mate, I'm actually really good at pool, but I um I choose not to win because I'd hate for this tradition to die.
0: Yeah, and Brooksy would say, Well, mate, you're full of shit. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it, it is what it is. Traditions happen. So okay, fast forward a little bit further. You're playing with bands, you're representing Western Sydney. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you've got a love for the Kimber Raiders. So you know, and then you, was it long between that then and when you first started becoming familiar with the whole term podcasting? Because I think it was incepted in around 06 or 07. Uh, Kevin Smith is one of the first podcasters I knew of, Um, but I've never really deep dove, deep dived on genesis of podcasting history. So when, when were you sort of first familiar with it? And yeah, what was your introductory podcast? Was it This Week in League?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It uh, might have been similar to you. It might have been a bit of a Kevin Smith thing as well because I used to listen to a bunch of Kevin Smith stuff, but um, I'm finding... I, I Look, I can still listen to him talk. I think he's a great storyteller, like an absolute great storyteller, but I, I might have Kevin Smithed myself out, and I think he's Kevin Smithed himself out sometimes. Like, he just... <laughs> gets high and comes up with random ideas and now makes movies out of them. You know, like I, I think he's at a stage in his career where he's doing what he wants. If it's silly, he does it where if it's, if it's going to be terrible, he does it, but you never know. He might just come out with another red state at some point. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or a bit of a Renaissance, but um, I, I, yeah. Like, but yeah, I used to listen. Kevin Smith was one of the first and I remember looking up. I, I remember literally searching for, different podcasts and i was like "Oh, i wonder if anyone does a podcast on this on obviously one of my biggest um my biggest joys was uh this week and i uh, was for rugby league and so i looked up does anyone do the rugby league does anyone do a rugby league podcast and this week in league i believe was like the only one that existed and this was in a day that was before the commercialization of podcasts you know these are just two guys who want it's like you know making up your own radio show like and putting it out there and seeing whoever wants to listen to it That none of the triple m's were on board then none of the celebrities were on board it was just seen as like this little niche market where kind of like youtube originally was do you remember when youtube kicked off and it was basically a place to share your own videos that you made like um, yeah it like was, a- it was yeah it was only common people It was only the regular people it wasn't celebrities it wasn't full of music videos it wasn't full of that it was literally your life on on video so you could share you on and that's what podcasting was as well you're just sharing you and your interest and it was never a celebrity thing it was never a a marketed thing it was just real people talking about stuff that you liked and so you could really get on board with so when I got onto this week in league I was like I this is this is this is my this is my thing and I I found those guys so funny. I actually think I got on towards the end of their first ever season was when I found them. Like I think, and then I went back and listened to that first season, which is funny listening to a um, listening to a podcast of results that have already happened, you know, going through a whole year of it. Like it's um, it's not like a lot of podcasts where you can just backdate because they talk about anything else, but um, yeah. So I listened to that and then, started interacting with those guys on Twitter, which is genius from them. That was something that I don't think any other podcasts were really doing. They weren't, Hey, let us know what you think of this. Let us know. Like they, they really marketed themselves on Twitter and actually made themselves a, quite like, as they dubbed it, a twill nation, They're like a, a group of people all together, actually a community. And that was the first time I've ever seen that done really successfully. And I'll be honest, I, I completely ripped them off for my Raiders podcast, completely ripped them off. I did exactly (laughs) the same thing. Like even, even the way I start, I come up with a couple of lines and stuff. And like in saying that no one does opening lines better than this week in league. No one does better opening lines, but we just, you know, I start my podcast every week with on a week where something, something happens. Do you know what I mean? Like I completely ripped off almost everything they do go to their comments, go to that but I'm just a niche one club thing, you know, for me, if anything, it's an homage to them rather than trying to compete with them because they're the best. And like, I'm, I'm such a big fan and they started before anyone did when, you know, podcasting was probably in its most pure form.
0: Well, there's, they say that uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So if those lads ever hear this, then, you know, that's a compliment in itself and nate i think was a marketing guru from back in the day and glenn was i don't know i don't really know much about glenn's history but it's probably better (laughs) probably better off that way and then you know then obviously he went jay came glenn's back and has a hard on for yours truly but you know like whatever and it's uh it's interesting like you know they have created the most interactive fan page of just about anything i've seen and i you know i could take a like a, a, a page out of their book too. I just need to learn to market myself. But I've got a, a few hundred listeners, followers or whatever it is. Um and I'm trying ways to interact with people, but I just I'm trying to get over that hurdle. But so if anyone has any ideas, feel free to inbox me, of course. It's um, funny
1: because sorry, I'll go on right? with that. Like it's funny because like I said, what I did and what they did, um is 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 very similar in the fact that they've jumped onto a sport that's already got a following. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you've coming in and you're you interview people from all walks of life. So some like there's going to be people that'll be interested in some of the musicians you talk to, but then they'll see my name and say, oh, a podcaster of a football podcast. Who cares? I'm not going to listen to that. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit harder to find like people who will listen to everything you do. Like yeah. and they might find some of the people interesting, but there's so many, like back in the day, there was one rugby league podcast. Now there's a thousand, you know, like everyone's got a podcast these days, but don't, yes, I, don't they, what? <laughs> at the, well, at the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it's you putting yourself out there and you putting your content out there and you putting out what you think is important into the world. And I think that's amazing. You will find people you, that love you. And if it's a, if it's a handful of people that love you and love what you do, then you've made a difference to someone and you're making positive steps in the world. You know, if the worst thing that ever happens and the only people you ever influence are the ones who you talk to, then that's still a positive. It's still positive. You know, you're not, you're not doing anything negative by doing this podcast. You know? So I say all power to you and keep it up, mate. Like only, only making, only making the world a better place. Do
0: you hear that everyone? I'm Mitch Kelly. (laughs) Well, it's been an interesting week. Thank you for the kind words, by the way. It's been an interesting week because this week I was successfully getting a new job. Um, so I'm not going to say where because I don't like to do that. Um, I'm not authorized to speak in, on behalf of the media or to the media. But anyway, so I won't. But it's a, <laughs> it's a mining gig closer to home. It's permanent now. So Congrats, of contract, mate.
1: Thanks. Congrats. We talked about that uh on the uh if you want to go back and see something that was recorded before this i had i was I, I had the uh the joy of having mitch on on my project one podcast so yeah. uh, uh we talked about you were you were just going for the job then mate so i'm um, i'm excited i'm got it, I'm, I got I'm it. Glad that you got it that's really exciting congratulations
0: thanks yeah but yeah so i was going to bring that up but you know the we, we we're doing a cross collaboration here so you know mike as you he said he's got a rugby led podcast called the green machine and similar style to this. It's a uh, like an interview based story gathering, uh, information gathering, storytelling podcast project one. Well, how did, what's the genesis on that? How'd you get started on trying endeavor? Cause it's still a fairly new project, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: is. It is. Um, it's where only I think five episodes in at the moment. And I, I do it sporadically. It's not something that needs to happen all the time, but it's something that I enjoy doing, especially when I've got a bit more time. I'd expect um I'd expect that I'll do more in the off season rather than in the rugby league season where I'm doing a weekly podcast already. So a little bit too much time podcasting and uh not enough attentiveness to my wife. So i uh, I'm probably better <laughs> probably 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 better off to uh only, you know do one podcast in the in the footy season and then back off a little bit and maybe chill it out in the off season. But I'm, I've got actually something big coming up that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I did, uh, lucky enough with the Green Machine podcast, um, I've been lucky enough to do some interviews with ex-players. Mostly it's just a review of each week, but we've been very lucky to have some, some decent names from the Canberra Raiders. And um, not that long ago, we did a podcast with Mark McClendon oh who, wow who, yeah, Mark McClendon. And Mar- yeah he, he, Mark McClendon was an excellent footballer in a tough time for the Raiders I, I actually would have really liked to have seen how he went in a bigger side I think he could have been something really special but unfortunately the Raiders weren't that great of a side at the time and um, were are going through a bit of a transition from the success of the 90s um, but anyway did a great basically podcast with him about some of the stuff he does outside of league and like and then a lot about his career but he um he lives up north these days up near Byron Bay and he's basically said come up and do a project one podcast but come up here and do it he's like not very good internet up where he lives so he's just like why don't you just come up here and do it so I'm looking oh, at to make that happen. one-on-one
0: but with that- one of your
1: idols how good absolutely and um but that's going to be basically the other side of Mark McClendon we've done his rugby league stuff we I want to see he's mate he's he's an interesting cat really interesting guy um and I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting that done once all this lockdown stuff uh
0: ends mm, so you'll be the doing the mark to his McClendon how good <laughs> And just going back before I just thought of this as you're chatting so they say happy wife happy life Happy cast. I couldn't think of something witty. <laughs> yeah, need, need
1: something to need
0: something to rhyme with cast. Uh... Happy cast, marriage won't last. There you go. <laughs> what was that? No, what? Happy cast, marriage won't last. <laughs> marriage won't last. I tried. <laughs> oh, I, my ideas just enter my head as quickly as they exit. So it's uh, another um, apology I'm, for the listener out there.
1: <laughs> I'm very lucky in that in that sense. Um, my my wife wa- my wife knows that I'm very like I'm I'm very creative and I can just disappear. I actually quite it's really funny because we're quite opposite in 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 this way, but I'm quite happy in solitude. Like I can just go and be on my own for ages. Like I'll go off camping on my own for a couple of days and then I'll be ready to come back home. And my wife's okay with it. I don't think she loves it, but she'll support it because she knows it's a bit of um uh I don't know, defrag kind of um, thing. And then I'll disappear into the studios for hours and I'll just go and talk to people because I like to talk to people. Like she knows who I am as a person and has always been super supportive of that. So um, I just have to make sure that I don't take advantage of that, that support. You know what I mean? Like I've got a, I don't want to overdo. I don't want to overdo my welcome because I've found someone who is super supportive of who I am as a person and that's amazing. So I've just got to be careful that sometimes
0: I don't go a little overboard. It's kind of like that, that butterfly metaphor. You know, you, you, you find someone, you, 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 grip, you hold on, you don't grip tight enough. They fly away. You grip too tight. You crush it. So, you know, it's, I think that metaphor suits with a lot of things. It's kind of like being a shark's fan, you know, you, you grip too tight, they'll break your heart, but you let go and you'll um, probably end up in a riot somewhere. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) mate, you're
1: lucky you're away from all that stuff. You're like me in the fact we both go for teams that are, you know, a long, we're a long way away from local on like I'm on the central coast and you're in Newcastle and you're going for a team in Cronulla and yeah. I go for a team in Canberra. Like I've only ever out of my 40 years of life, I've lived for a year, like one year of that time in Canberra um, just because I wanted to be kind of part of it. And I'm, I, I loved Canberra. I really do, but it's not my favorite place in the world. I, I much prefer living on the coast. It's than, cold. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't like the cold, which I I'll be honest. I started going for the Raiders as a seven year old um, and I just liked the green team. So Geography had nothing to do with why I became a Raiders fan.
0: Oh, well, we could have, uh, geography could have uh, played you a shit hand and made you a bunnies fan. <laughs> well, what's funny
1: <laughs> is I actually lived, I, I don't know how familiar you are with Sydney, but I grew up, as I said, in Western Sydney in um, in Liverpool. And Liverpool is... What's Southwest, isn't it? It is Southwest, but it's, it's a strange town because... Um, allegiances in that town are all over the shop, you know, like, cause it's, it's right between like four different teams. And that's, I guess, part of the thing of being in Sydney. But if you live in Penrith, you're a Penrith fan, you know, Campbelltown magpies at the start or tigers these days, Canterbury bulldogs or Belmore bulldogs, but I live right in between them. And like also Parramatta and surrounding Parramatta, but I lived in this area that was kind of wedged between all four of those teams. And I didn't end up going for any of them. Right. So it's bizarre because there's so many different supporters. You've got your, your bunch of Bulldogs fans there, your para fans, not so much Penrith in Liverpool, but it was, I reckon these days there'd be a lot more Panthers fans around that area. And um, obviously the Tigers as well, which is the junior area that I played rugby league in growing up but, uh, and my pop actually paid for the magpies as well. So how I didn't end up a magpies fan is probably by the grace of God, I think, (laughs) uh, because that's it. Look, the Raiders aren't exactly a steam train of success, but man, the Tigers have gone through some rough times. I actually felt really sorry for their fans on the weekend for like, and I usually don't, I usually am quite happy to make fun of them with everyone else, but, some of what they've dished up in 2021 has been. A I feel bit sorry for
0: all their fans except one. He knows who he is, and he can absolutely eat a giant penis. <laughs> I
1: love, mate. I, Glenn, Glenn's a good dude. As, I didn't man, want I to mention you, his I, name, I, but <laughs> I know you know that. But Glenn is a champion. Glenn is like one of the most, one of the most real men I've ever met. Of like, he he is exactly who he is. There's no pretense. There's no bullshit he's just exactly who he is like you don't ever feel like yeah you... he's still a person <laughs> like you know what he uh, yeah, i i know they say ogres have layers but i'm not sure this one does i i, I think he might be what you see is what you get and he's like, got he's... that
0: gooey nuggy center you know you just wanna <laughs> just give him a hug and
1: yeah absolutely pat him on the head and give him a hug
0: no nah, he's he's good he's a good guy after we recorded our episode you know he he can give as well as he probably gives better than he gets. Uh, he's pretty quick-witted, but after we recorded our episode, um, we chatted for about a good hour and a half and was genuinely invested as to what I'm up to. Um, spoke a bit about mine because he, he's, you know, he works in, he ser- sells mining equipment, earth moving equipment. And, you know, we, we sort of, I guess, yeah bonded over that and said he, Visited some of the mine sites down here in time, so you know, you know
1: what, though, mate. We better stop talking about him, otherwise, he'll he'll fucking love it too much, and he'll turn it into a thing. No, um, he's so- like, he
0: accuses me of being a coward, and I'm not a coward. I fronted him, and he just turned into a a melted marshmallow, and it was fantastic.
1: <laughs> Come on, no, I- <laughs> that's that's. that's uh, Probably he'll never listen to this. He won't. He, no, in his words, write. he'll
0: say, I won't stoop down to that level. <laughs> 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 he might, he might, with you involved, but with me, he'd be like, yep, I'm one and done. I'm Glenn Blakely. <laughs> <laughs> my, my
1: last name's too long for that. Like, I can't, uh, like, I think you need a two syllable last name, one syllable first name, two syllable last name for that. I'm Mitch Kelly to work. I'm Glenn Blakely for that to work. I'm Mike Stevenson is more like a, I'm Ron Burgundy kind of vibe. It's doesn't quite have the, I'm the Mike Stevo. I'm Mikey Stevo. Oh, that's, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> that's throwing an, uh, an old nickname into there. Um, yeah. Wrong no, with I, that. I, I don't think I can, uh, I don't think I can get away with it, but uh, how, I, so, I, you've got the gravitas.
0: Oof. I do have a giant gravitas. Have a go at it. So. It seems like we're tra- we're tangenting a little bit and transitioning down into like a, a frustrated tone. So for all those of you out there are familiar, this podcast is two parts, good storytelling in this next part. So, Mike, why not uh, continue that energy on and join me with having a bitchy with Mitchie? What do you say?
1: Absolutely. Sounds good to me.
0: Now, everyone knows the idea of this uh, segment is to have a good whinge, whine, sook, a bitch about what's ailing them. So... Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
1: Uh yeah, mate. I'll let you. I'll let you come up with something because I've got something. But if I decide to go away from that, I'll. I'll, I'll see. But I'll give me a second to think about it. And All I'll right. listen to you have have a have a. All right. First.
0: So, uh, I'm leaving my current job as well, and I'm going to a new one soon. And no matter where you work, whether it's at my current workplace or others or whatever, some of the people are are, are great. You know, I told a couple of people, congratulations, man. That's fantastic. When do you start? Congratulations and, and so on. But some people are just fucking bitter. Hey. Um, you know, and then you become the subject of rumor. And then on top of that, other people become subject of to rumor too. So someone, for example, uh, got or got asked if that person was leaving with me to go to this new pit. No, like, no, where the fuck did you hear that from? And people's toxicity is absolutely like, it's, it's just that it's toxic. It's parasitic. It's, it feeds off, you know, negative stigma and you just, and some of the preposterous rumors that come out of it. So my bitch is like just how like childish people can be. It's like a schoolyard sometimes. I mean, it's, 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 this it's a select few that make a giant group look bad. And I don't know, just uh, in the last few weeks, a lot of people have just been like, how did he get a job out there? How did he get a fucking start? I'm like, well, one, because I'm not like that. I'm not fucking toxic. And two, if I have an issue, I will not talk about someone behind their back. I will go up to them and say, hey, champion, I heard this is going, is, or if some, I hear someone gets a job, hey, congratulations, I'm over the moon for you. And I guess the bitchy is that people would up so in, instead of like avoiding conflict people will create more by basing their opinion on their their very misguided assumptions
1: and that's it mate i'm with you like it's this idea as you said you kind of related it to a schoolyard people just don't grow the fuck up like um they act as You're if right. yeah they don't they they and you know what i've i've always been one to say you know growing up's overrated i'm all for fucking around and just enjoying life and not taking it too seriously. But some of the egotistical illness, I don't know if that's a word, um, but some of the, uh, (laughs) some of the, some of the egos people have where they need to make shit about themselves. You know, they hear rumors. They want to believe it. They want to talk shit about other people behind their back. It, it, It actually makes me sick, especially considering they, you know, they believe their own bullshit. That's that's where I don't get it. Like the, you've you've made about a hundred assumptions without going and talking to the per- person and you've just made that fact in your head. I mean, we've all been part of it. And yeah, I'm with you. Those people can grow the fuck up as far as I'm concerned.
0: You gotta have fun with it. So I, I, I okay. So I'm really close friends with three or four of the people there. Shout at Steers, you know who you are. And I thought, okay, let's let's reverse engineer this a little bit. Let's start a rumor about me and see how long it takes to get back to me. So in this particular new role, I said I was going for a a boss's position to the so-called gossips on the crew. And uh, so the first crew broke. So, oh, so are you leaving? Are you? I said, yeah. When's your start date? I haven't got one. I do, but they don't need to know that. And by the time this comes out, I would have started at the new pit. Anyways, so, oh, oh yeah. So what are you doing over there? I said, I've just done my... So a supervisor in the open cut mining world is called a OCE or an open cut examiner. I said I just done my OCE ticket. I'm going to start over there on the um on the management team. Oh fuck off! Really, are you? Yeah. (laughs) And my friends did the same thing in the other crib hut. And then next crib comes around. I walk in. Did you hear? Mitch is going for an OCE ticket. I walked in there. G'day guys. Are you fucking serious? You're (laughs) (laughs) like. You know what I
1: love? You know what I love? I work, it, eh? I, 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 it's, it's awesome. Like, and that's, that's amazing. But what I love is, mate, you work in the mining industry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's if you want to find stereotypical manly men, it's the mining in- industry. Yet you've just told me a story about half of them bitching behind your back.
0: Even you the women. I mean? men. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, but like, it, but everywhere you go, mate, I'm I'm not just going to call out mining industry but it's just funny that you know the stereotypical men who wouldn't have a bar of all that gossip bullshit apparently all up in that gossip bullshit but um yeah like it it really is everywhere like i've i've heard plenty of stories in teaching is which is what i do and in every industry ever there's always always shit going on in the in the background it's like anything you've got to choose who you associate with properly it's a little bit harder in a workforce when you don't always have a choice fair
0: enough Mm. um that's cool i um but yeah it's like since we spend so much time together 12 hour shifts um it becomes its own micro community and i think whilst you're there it's hard to sort of escape where you are and thoughts of the outside world don't roll in as commonly because we have to be away from our phones and stuff so you know i get it like i and it's it's interesting. Another bitch I have was one of these guys who is supposedly a manly man, talks a lot of shit behind people's backs. Hey, and he's a big guy. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I should smash him. Oof. You should just be. <laughs> um, nah,
1: nah, it's all right. It's, it's fine. Oh, I, 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 I,
0: I, <laughs> I battled him with the witch and I won this one time at the Christmas party. had a few beers and he, I, I wouldn't back down from him. He'd punch the shit out of me, but I wouldn't back down. And, he, um, he said, Mitch, I heard you've been talking a lot of shit behind my back. What's the go? And I was just like, mate, I'd say it to your face, but my car's only got half a tank of fuel in it. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. He goes, yeah, that was pretty funny. But anyways, what he you... said, mate, you know, mate, if i got an issue, I'll say it to your face. I'm not fucking scared of you. And he goes, what about this, 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 and this? I said, what you said, I wasn't at work those days. So whoever's telling that's full of fucking shit. Yeah, I Kelly.
1: That's, <laughs> that's like I said. It just sounds like schoolyard. Like I'll say any. Oh, it is. It's toxic as, it's, as it's young men. It's as young men. There's all this testosterone, and everyone wants to get at each other and prove themselves the the big dog, so to speak. And then some people don't ever grow out of it, mate. That's uh it. Just is what it is.
0: Well, pretty much. So yeah. Anyways, that's mine. What about yours? What's uh... all right. Okay, I'm
1: going to go down the path that we both, um, like I said, I'm going to go down the rugby league path. Um, Leave rugby league the fuck alone. I am absolutely. Leave her her alone. Leave (laughs) Britney alone. Leave Britney alone.
0: (laughs) Leave rugby league alone. I love this game. And you're really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, so. I'm going to say this, this is a game. And like, if you talk about the biggest game in the world, what is it? What's the biggest game in the world? Football, soccer, probably. Yeah, absolutely. And now that is a game that has not changed its rules in like a hundred years or whatever it's been. Like it just does not change its rules. The only thing they've ever incorporated is a bit of technology. And even that's controversial. Even the VAR is controversial. Um, I'm not a soccer. I'm not a big soccer fan. I can watch it and I enjoy like the internationals when they're on. But um, yeah, like it's the biggest game in the world for a reason. It's simple. It's easy. And, you know, they've never fucked with it. They go, this is what works. And it does. The rugby league, I have a think about all the new rules they've added and I, I hate them. I hate them. I absolutely hate them. Hate the six again. I think if something's a penalty, it's a penalty. You make it simple. The idea of a six again is stupid because people are intentionally giving them away like on the first tackle. So it doesn't really hurt them that much. Um, And I think, you know, the rest should be going, well, you're taking the piss that's a penalty and you can go to the bin. Um, But I think that's a stupid rule. I think two point field goal rule, no need for it. Silly rule. I think the what else have we got? There's I keep thinking of uh rules that they've brought in over the years, but um any new rule I most of them we can usually do without. Like I, I think we've gotten way too picky in in doing it. And I think we've actually made the game worse off because of it. Now I have people saying yeah but your team's shit. That's why you don't like the new rules. I'm like, no 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 the difference is that sucks. Yeah well you know what the the, the kicker is I mean if I wasn't so so invested in my team, I wouldn't watch. Like, I am paranoid that one year might, and this is how much I um how invested, in when we're going terrible and not likely to do well for a few years, I couldn't miss next year because I'm too invested in my team. Me too. Like, if they came out next year and won it and I missed it, I would be shattered forever, especially considering how long it's been between, you know, premierships. But... I'd just be a mess over that. And that's the reason I got, so the fact that I'm so invested in my team is the only reason I do stick around because there's so many times I'm watching now and I'm like, what was that for? What was that for? What was that for? And you need to stop changing the fucking rules. I just just leave it alone like Brittany and we'll all, and we'll all get on better. Um, yeah, not everyone agrees. Some people like some of them, but I don't know. For me, I think they're a crock of shit, and we need to go back to when defense could still win games. Defense can't seem to win games now. Like You need to be scoring points, otherwise you don't win. Scoring points and good defense helps, but you can't just be a good defensive side and and win games these days. But, um, yeah, I don't like it. That's my bitch. Stop changing the game I love. Just like Mike uh... Stevenson.
0: Just, yeah, nice. Just like Peter Volandi's new rule change. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> oh, I'm a comic genius. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, I agree with you. It's like, what was that for? Rock infringement. And I remember, uh, I caught a few games this year, and uh, my cousins come out from Dubbo. We just went to see the Warriors v. Eels because they're massive Eels fans, uh, uh, Knights Warriors v. Knights. Sorry. And, um, all you hear is rock and fringe What the fuck was that for? Um, it's kind of like listening back to um watching dash cam footage videos on YouTube. Oh, I get fucked. But like commonly it's yeah, and to have these rules, not only is if the rules were changed during off-season, okay, at least some way you can get used to it. But I know that head highing has always been outlawed, I get that since. 1908. I get that. I truly do. But we're up there for Magic Round, and you know, the crown jewel of regular season rugby league. You would think, in terms of viewership and involvement. Like, I get that there was a crackdown, and you know, difference of opinion is some of the the Tour Nation guys might. I don't know. I don't really care. This is just mine. Is that if you're going to have a crackdown, or you know, players just cannot change their style willy nilly like that. And every swinging arm would see a ladder, 10 of the bin or, or even worse. And look, I know that tack players should never go in attacking the head, which predominantly they don't, you know, and uh, just to have it come down that hard, that quickly for sides that were pretty much unprepared for how many people weeks off and suspensions there were. So just adding to your don't change the rules BS, if you are going to, I don't like a lot of these sudden rule changes either, but it le- if, at least be courteous enough to, you know, if you're going to have a specific crackdown or something as well, at least give a chance, do it at the start of the year, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I get, I get that, you know, player welfare and, you know, there's more CTE things and head highs and concussion bouts and stuff. I get it. And there was a lot of talk about, a lot of conjecture speaking about is the rugby league doing this just to cover their own asses from a legal stance because in a similar aspect, that's what the NFL has been doing for a long time. And they have avoided many lawsuits and whatever else, but, you know, well, whether it's a new direction to go going I'm not sure, but I, I'm just one well, guy I with can, an opinion and yeah. yeah.
1: You miss Kelly. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I like that. Um, I like that. Okay. I don't have a problem with getting with people getting hit in the head, being penalized and penalized heavily um, but it's got to be legit. I think there's a couple of things they need to do here that's really been driving me nuts is one, you've got to keep the bunker out of it. If the, if the referee doesn't see it at the time, you've got to let it go. Unfortunately, this is probably the worst time to have that opinion because a bunch of people missed that Latrell shot on, on Manu as gameplay went on. But 90% of the time, you're going to see a shot like that that lays someone out. But what you're seeing all the time at the moment is someone copping a little, couple of fingers, a little slap in the face, an incidental contact to the head. And then they're staying down and playing for a penalty. And a lot of teams are doing it, including my own. A lot of milking Um, going on. Yeah, so much milking. Same as a crusher tackle. If someone half kind of lands and pushes your neck one way, they get up grabbing the neck and they get up slowly waiting for the video ref to have a look at it and waiting for a penalty to be given. If the ref doesn't see it, at the time, it should be it, they shouldn't be able to give a penalty. I I think the bunker is way overused in our game at the moment, and um, there's you're playing a contact sport where you're gonna get a slap in the face occasionally. Like it's not a you know, and everyone knows the difference between a high tackle where there is an impact from a shoulder or an arm giving you a real whack in the face, or copying a bit of a a, a backhand slap in the face as you're in the tackle. You know, same as a crusher. There's a difference between those guys who are literally jumping down on the back of your neck and forcing you into a shape that your neck shouldn't be, other, other from other guys that are kind of backing into tackles and kind of falling into it and almost bringing it on themselves. Mm. You know, so I I really think there's an easy fix for that, and I think is you've got to get the bunker out of it. And if the if someone stops, the bunker cannot make a decision on it. It has to be the the ref at the time. And if he doesn't. You just move on, um, which unfortunately wouldn't have worked in the Latrell. You can look at it in the match review and go, "Yep, okay, we've got it right. We fixed it here." And he still would have probably copped the punishment. But um, the fact that no one saw that is is kind of mind blowing, though, because that was a, a bad shot. But I reckon ninety percent of the time, that fixes the problem. But the way the the game's being refed at the moment, with things like high tackles and people milking and staying down and the six again, I'm actually it's actually my least Favorite version of the game I've ever seen, and I hope they do roll that back to a point where um, it's a little bit more free flowing and we we're not stopping all the time.
0: It's um, yeah, maybe that was the fact that we're stopping that much, that many penalties, even just a few seasons ago. And it's mm. kind of like it's they've wanted to speed it up and make it more entertaining. Somewhere at the time, The I it- oh, don't know. To me, it's not. I um, no, me either. I've been watching the game for almost 30 years and you know the the like you look at it like a one you know the 90s early 2000s the 2010s and up till now like the in my time the, it's changed so much like you know i get it sports science and place and go for longer and this and that you know the average athlete is now a david for big body who can run a shit like a long way i get that but i don't know i just it does make it hard if things aren't consistent it does make it hard. And if it's changing every which way, I mean, no wonder why people walk away from it. And maybe it's more like soccer than you thought, the milking and all that sort of thing, but that's a whole different conversation.
1: Yeah. No, well, I look, I don't like people taking dives and that is probably the biggest problem with soccer, but that's not as much of a contact sport as we've got. Um, my, my point with soccer was that it's the most popular game in the world. And I think half of that is because they haven't tried to change the rules. And every time they do change anything, people get up in arms. So I, I just think we need to leave the rules alone. In fact, backtrack a couple of them and um, and maybe bring defence back into the game a little bit more.
0: I used to, um, when I played, I used to enjoy watching people. I used to have a Trevor Gilmeister uh, how-to tackle technique. And if you, I tried pulling, like, if you tried doing those sort of shots, it's very hard because, you know, you'd, you'd lean in and then you raise your shoulder into the sternum. And if you have, you know, if you miss that, you know, that window, you'll you're more than likely jam someone in the chin, which I did quite a bit because I am fairly short, but that sort of tackling has been sort of outdated. And uh you know, anyways. And that's
1: fine. That's fine though. Like you don't want to be smashing blokes in the in the face with your shoulder. Like, I'm I'm all for penalizing that. I just don't think we should be like every time someone cops a little bit of a slap in the face, we shouldn't be stopping and giving penalties away from it for, it is a contact sport at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. And I was just listening to, uh, I listened to another rugby league podcast, six tackles with Gus and he got, you know, save your opinion about Gus Gould and media listening to him speak about rugby league. One, he's funny Two, He's a very smart man and three, he's been around for a very long time. I, I think media Gus is different to podcasting Gus because he just speaks the truth. And he actually come out in defense of Latrell and he has the same opinion. It is, I don't think there was intent to hurt Joey. He wanted to obviously stop the play. And, you know, with his big frame going that quick, something was bound to happen. Anyways, say what you will, six weeks. <laughs> Look, I don't think he intended to hurt Joey like personally, but, you know, yeah, going that I quick. Don't- but anyways, it yeah, is what it I is. Yeah, I think
1: he deserved, he deserved the six weeks, though. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. It was a bad hit. I, I don't think intent even comes into it. I think he intended to go in and hit hard and got him in the face. Therefore, he gets a big suspension. But... Um, that's probably enough of this rugby league talk. with uh, we, we, <laughs> I do love it, but now we are stepping on some toes.
0: I am um, also another bitchy about mine is that when guests come onto my show, they wrap things up for me. It's just like, <laughs> so we just, I can't help it. I can't. We're now returned to this Is a mic. <laughs> 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 so we'll close out shortly there and power play back in motion. <laughs> so if people want to find your work, uh, get involved in your communities or even possibly appear on the project one podcast, where can they find you? How can they interact with you and so on? Okay. I'm, um, I'm, I'm all over the shop.
1: I'm on Twitter. I believe I'm at soulsy. I always forget my own, my own Twitter name. How good am I at that? Um, yeah. I'm at Solzy. 04, so soulsy 4 that's how you find me on twitter and that's probably the best way to get in contact with, with me and anything if you are a raiders fan um that's about the only reason i'd uh, get you to jump on my green machine podcast if you're a canberra raiders fan you can jump on that it's um we have a laugh every week we're about to go into our off season obviously and um there, yeah, that's the Green Machine podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram everywhere. Basically, uh, Project One podcast. You can probably contact me through Twitter. They're my main things at the moment. So yeah, absolutely contact me. I I still love hearing people's stories. So if you think you've got a good one to tell, jump on. If I don't know you even better, they're actually my favourite when I can just go in um, completely blank slate and uh, and just and just really like. Go in and try and learn as much as I can about someone when I've never even met them. It's actually one of the great joys when you meet someone for the first time that you don't know that you can just click with and just talk to straight away. It's a it's a it's a great joy of mine.
0: Similar to this, yeah. And all the correct spelling will be in this week's bio. Anyways, um, that's episode fifty two or fifty three. I've forgotten. (laughs) Damn my ADHD. But um, anyways, everyone out there, as always. Feel free to jump on the socials, Life Smitch Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, or LifeSmitch Hit the links for the streaming options. And anyways, all the best and give me a review on Apple Podcasts if you want. If not, that's okay too. Anyways, catch us all next time. Bye for now.